0: Happy to welcome Al Bina, president of the Quincy Quarry and Granite Workers Museum to the program today for an update on how things are going up there in Rusciutti Drive. Al, good to see you again. Good to see
1: you, Joe. It's always a pleasure to be with you here.
0: Really appreciate mm-hmm. it. Uh, good timing, I think, too, to bring you in and talk about uh, the museum. With uh, October not far off, and I know a very active uh, time in October, right? Uh, yes. At the Quarry Museum, mm-hmm. as it is all year round.
1: It is all year round. We were open right through till November.
0: Sure. I always like to start with a little refresher. Uh, Tell us what the Quincy Quarry and Granite Workers Museum is.
1: Yeah, Quincy Quarry and Granite Workers Museum, basically we're trying to save the history of the granite industry here in Quincy. Turn of the century, it was the largest industry here in the city of Quincy. Uh, We have an interesting map in the museum, which I always point out to people, in 1909, it's a city map of 1909, and uh, in 1909, we had 146 working stone operations in the city of Quincy.
0: 146.
1: 146 in just that one year, that 1909, yep. and then it continued on right up through to the early uh, early 1900s. Wow. You know, so I mean, it was a really big part of the Quincy's history sure. you know, that we're we're trying to really save. You know, through visuals, through uh, thick pictures, through um, artifacts. Uh, and through our little museum we have located up in Ruschuti Drive. Yes. At yeah. the At the old historic Lions Tourney Mill.
0: How old is the museum now, Al?
1: Museum, we're going on about six years. Okay. And we actually had a physical little quarry museum, what we could call a quarry museum, where we could actually put artifacts, pictures, and um, written information.
0: Yeah, but yeah. the idea for the museum goes back further than that, right? It does, yeah. It's not it we, on ten years, probably. Yeah, yeah. It,
1: it's we're probably around ten years we originally started it. Um, there was an individual, Dave Hodgkins, uh, probably people are familiar with the name Dave, he, uh, he along with Tom Bonomi back years ago, were trying to save the granite industry, where all the granite industry was really disappearing here in Quincy. The stone sheds were all being sold. Uh, the land was being developed into either condos or uh, high-rise apartments or office. And Dave and Tom actually saved a lot of the equipment that came out of those old stone sheds. So this goes back well beyond the six or eight years, really. I've got to give credit to Dave Hodgkins. Like I say, um, he's a tough individual to work with, and mm-hmm. I worked with Dave for a while, but we got to thank him for having the initiative to save this equipment, you know?
0: Yeah, I yeah, know he passed away not too long ago. And passed I know away about two tr- years ago, yeah. a tribute yeah, to him at the museum, you yeah, know, right so yeah. nice.
1: The amazing thing is he has Three trailers located at the Swingle's quarry site. Three big fifty-five foot trailers that are just chuck full of all artifacts that he had saved. Nice. We haven't even opened the. We've opened the trailers up, but Dave was a collector. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He collected everything. (laughs) So these three trailers are completely full with artifacts that he collected. We've opened them up. We've peeked into them, but we really haven't. I've been able to unload them.
0: Oh, all right. So So there's still a treasure trove to be discovered. It's still a treasure treasure trove to be discovered. Definitely, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, there is a museum in Quincy for shipbuilding. Yeah. You know, um, so why not? Not the other big industry uh, at the time, granite. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Two biggest industries. Granite industry really was the biggest to start, and then Hmm. the shipyard actually was. Second biggest industry.
0: That's right. right. Granite so. came first. Granite came first. Yeah. We all got to put granite first. Yes. Yes.
1: I know the mayor always puts granite first. You know, <laughs> he always says, always, re- re- he always mentions granite when it, when he's talking about anything. You sure. Know? So. Yeah.
0: So the museum, how would you say, How many members, I guess, would you say it has now? Right
1: now, we've got about a hundred and forty members. Okay. Unfortunately, with the pandemic, we actually lost members. Yeah. For uh, what reason? I can't figure it out. Right. But. Yeah. But uh, we—I don't think they've passed away. I don't know whether they just—the pandemic changed everything. That seemed certainly like Joe back yeah. then, you know. So we lost about lost about
0: thirty members. You okay. know. So well, well, hopefully
1: we'll get them back eventually.
0: And who can be a member? Or what's the benefit of being a member?
1: Uh, anyone, anyone can be a member. We right. have members that actually we have members across the whole country, up and down the East Coast and out to the West Coast because. Many of the members that view our website, you know, they say, gee, my grandparents, or my great-grandparents worked in the granite mm-hmm. industry. Gee, you know, I'm glad you're seeing you're trying to save this. And they'll they'll, they'll um, write us a membership. Mm-hmm. So like I say, we get membership up and down the East Coast and all the way out to the West Coast. Nice. So it's great, you know.
0: Yeah. And what do you get for being a member?
1: What do you get for being a member? Uh, you get a newsletter four yep. times a year. We try to put our newsletter four times a year. And again... Any of our uh, meetings are all open to all our members. You know, that we put on presentations we put on are open to all our members. Right.
0: Yeah. And what does it cost?
1: Uh, I think our membership starts at a student membership. I think starts at five dollars. Uh, in- individual, I think it's fifteen. Okay. Then it, it goes up to business tw- tw- twenty five, patron fifty, uh, and I think a business is 100, you know, so okay. it's a hundred. Okay. Varying scale as you go up, but I think it starts with. Um, students at five, and it goes all the way up to business at a hundred.
0: Okay, yeah. so it's it's not cost prohibitive. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Uh, it is a it is a nonprofit organization. It is a
1: nonprofit. Yes, we're definitely five hundred one c three nonprofit. profit
0: So what's new at the museum, Al? What's going on lately?
1: What's new at the museum? Well, we have a couple of new displays in the museum that we uh, that were just built by our what I call our historian Tom Bonomi. Uh, he built a. Uh, model of the actual first commercial rail car in America here that actually was used on the Granite Railway Mm -hmm. that transported granite from the Bunk Hill Quarry down to the uh, Wofford and the Ponset River to transport granite over to the Charlestown to the Bunk Hill Monument. Mm -hmm. So he built this. It's actually a scale model of the actual rail car. It's really interesting. And he also built, along with that, is he built the um, He made a model of the actual foundation and the rails that Gridley Bryant designed, the railway he designed, how he constructed this railway with the base materials, and then the rails, and then the cap rail on top. So you can actually see both the actual, uh, what the rail actually looked like, the actual foundation of the rails, all the way down to the Ponset, and also the first commercial rail car in America. And it's great seeing the actual model versus a picture. You know what I mean? So we got two great models that uh, that are in the museum now.
0: Okay, Th- those are outdoor displays? Or are they no, they're uh, indoor They're, indoor, displays. Oh, they're okay, indoor So they're scaled down versions. versions. Scaled down versions, okay. versions yeah. Okay. yeah. So I would think, certainly um, um, trained his- historians uh, would be interested in that, rail-, rail historians, right? But also maybe people in the construction industry to see how things were done back then? Back then, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Um,
0: or just an architectural student, Still perhaps, right. to see how things yeah. were built, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, Ridley Bryant. He had no concrete back then. He didn't build it with cement. He right. built it with good old freestanding stone raw wall walls, and and you know yeah. lined it and yeah. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah,
0: for, good for Tom. This, this is a, I know this is a passion of his. Yeah, it is it has yeah. been for a long time. Yeah. yeah. So what else?
1: Um, what else in the museum? Uh, we've changed some of our displays. Mm-hmm. Some of our picture displays. Uh, We did a little display on Sculptors of Quincy. We enlarged, kind of enlarged that, the Sculptors of Quincy. Um, And then what else did we do? We did a, along with the models, we did an actual pictorial map of the actual route of the actual First Commercial Railroad. And along the route, we have these colored dots that you actually can see where the boarding houses Mm -hmm. were for for the workers, or where the um, blacksmith shops, or where the uh, stone sheds were, so we kind of located them all along mm. the actual first commercial railroad to show you where all the <coughs> the um, facilities were located along there. They actually facilitate building the actual Bunk Hill Monument.
0: Okay, you know, interesting. Yeah. Preparing
1: the stone for
0: that. Right, you know. right. So yeah, people could walk that route if they chose, right, or, or, or ride it and see what's the there today.
1: Well, it's the Southeast Expressway, oh, three-quarters right. of it, so okay. it's tough to walk on that. Yeah, no, 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 <laughs> no. Uh,
0: interesting. Interesting, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: But they actually can see at the end of Bunk Hill Lane, they actually see the terminus of the actual first commercial railroad. Oh, okay. That's still kind of visible within within the... Shrubs and brushes <laughs> that have grown up. Right. The unfortunate thing is it's DCR property now, and unfortunately DCR isn't taking care of it. They're claimed, you know, they just don't have the facilities or the um, the help mm. to actually maintain this site. I see. Okay. So it's actually starting to get grown over again.
0: Okay. So this is different than the inclined railway, right? Right. You distinguish yes. that. Yeah. People get confused. Yes. You know, myself included. Al- yeah.
1: They always think the inclined plane railway was the first commercial railroad. It wasn't okay. The, the first commercial railroad ran by the base of the incline plane okay. railway. The incline plane, plane railway was built by again Bradley Bryant was to bring granite down from Pine Hill Ledge down to the actual first commercial railroad. Okay. So it's 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 kind of basically still part of the first commercial railroad. It was used in conjunction with the first commercial railroad.
0: Yeah, but the railroad came first, then the incline. Then the incline. Yeah. Okay. See, i learning something already. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you've got some outdoor displays, too, I know, that you've un- literally uncovered, right?
1: Yep, well, uncovered. We haven't dug, but what, we d- what right. we've done is we've cleaned up the inside of the mill, and now it's actually visible, again, as the actual stud locations of a lot of the machinery that was actually located in the mill. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And An example is, um, again, turning a you know, a 20 f- twenty-eight or thirty-foot ter- uh, turned monolithic granite column, one single piece of granite on a lathe. Just imagine how large that lathe was. We don't have a lathe, we have a picture of the lathe, mm-hmm. but, you, but they actually now you can stand there in the turning mill on the grounds and actually see the stud location and the foundations of what this massive lathe, the size of this massive lathe, just to turn this massive column. Yes, yeah.
0: And I can't imagine the the turn, the blade that would be required, you know, to to turn that piece of granite. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, when people say, when we tell people, you know, it was turned on a lathe, they think of a lathe as a lathe today. Well, physically the lathe still looks the same, but the cutting the cutting surfaces were much different. Sure. Lay today, you kind of have a straight tool and it co- goes into the whatever the material you're, you're cutting, a wood or a metal, and it shaves it off. Well, this, you can't shave <laughs> granite. <laughs> You gotta chip granite right. off. Yep. So what it was there was they had some these round cutters, these round circular cutters that were located on the cutting head that would actually would rotate and would act, actually chip the granite away to form the round columns or, or any round cylindrical object. Yeah. So it was a chipping operation, it wasn't a cutting operation. Okay. But it was all done on a lathe.
0: It's interesting, yeah. yeah. You never know. You but might have one in one of David's trailers, you <laughs> know. <laughs> Who knows you what's in those? You know,
1: fortunately, when we did clean up here at the beginning, or I'd say maybe a year and a half ago when we started to do some cleaning, yeah. we actually did find one of these round chipping blades. Oh, okay. So we're really fortunate to have that one round chipping blade so somebody can really see when we talk about how it was chipped yeah. away, they can actually see the actual cutting. yeah source of that chipping
0: that's yeah, great I, to have yeah. that because oh, you, know, you yeah. think of a lathe day, yeah. everybody thinks of a, a wood shop wood right? Shop, yeah right yeah, um, yeah. Nothing, nothing, yeah. Like that. nothing like that like that yeah um, so you're not able you're not allowed to dig at the turning mill is that right well not
1: it's on the National Register, oh, it's right. his, uh, state it's on the state historical register it's on the federal historical okay register. so we can't do any digging okay. we can't do any digging but an archaeologist can go in there and excavate gotcha We'd have to have an archaeologist on board okay. to do any actually physically digging.
0: You know? Okay, which I imagine would be rather expensive to, to have done.
1: Yeah, you, it would be yeah. un- unless you can get a, in a you know one of these colleges that do uh, archaeo- archaeology and they have archaeology digs. You oh, know? okay, sure. Would like to someday like the engine room itself. You know, um, in the engine room, <clears throat> not the jump to the engine room, but yeah. the engine room was located on the south end of the on the south end of the turning mill. And it was separate from the actual turning mill itself, but it was actually connected with a separate wall. That's where the boiler, the steam boiler, and the actual steam engine was located to turn all the equipment in the mill. It was all the mill never had electricity, so everything was belt driven Mm -hmm. uh, off of pulleys and shafting from the steam engine that was located in the. the, um, Oh, all right. In the engine room.
0: Well, how was it fired? Was it coal, coal fired? Coal? It yeah. was
1: coal fired. Okay. Yeah. And you mentioned archaeology. There's a, we level the inside of the engine room now to make a display area where we put our easels up and we have all our pictures. Again, this is all outside, but yeah. we, we we were allowed to bring a, a material and what we call a crusher run in there and level that because we didn't do any digging. We okay. can. Mass historical says we can level things. We can't dig. Gotcha. So we level that area, but to the right of that is where the boiler was, and it's big, a mounded area. We'd really love to have an archaeological dig, go into that rounded area, and actually see if we can find parts of the boiler yep. that were actually located right
0: there. I bet you there so are, one are of some. They
1: yeah. w- 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 one of our goals is to try to get an archaeological school, school in here and have an actual dig at that site to see if we can get, retrieve any of the actual boiler parts of okay. that boiler.
0: That might be possible because there is such a school in Boston, right? There is, yeah. Yeah, well, which well, Boston
1: I University. Uh, oh. Boston University has an archaeological, you know, uh, uh. S- school, I guess. Okay, you know? all right. And the uh, University of Mass has one,
0: too. Oh, I didn't know, know that either. Yeah. Okay, so maybe they're watching, Al. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get a hold of you, right? <laughs> so yeah. what else is going on?
1: Uh, what else is going on? Um, we had, we have, we've had some very interesting groups come in yes we had the uh, last month we had the um, the Association for Gravestone studies which is it's an international group hmm. and they had their international meeting here up at the North Shore I think it was Endicott College up on the North Shore and on, the, on a Saturday they had two bus loads of, of um, uh, visitors they had come to the the meeting. Uh, one bus went to Plymouth check out the gravestones down in the Plymouth area. The other busload came to Quincy uh, to view the Quarry Museum, and then they were going to go to the Hancock Cemetery and then the Mount Walson Cemetery. Well, they arrived at the um, turning mill and the museum around 8.30, and they didn't leave till almost 10 o'clock. <laughs> so we had them almost for two and a half hours. They, it, they didn't want to leave. We, we put on presentations for them. They viewed the museum. We also put on stone finishing demonstrations and also stone cutting demonstrations and stone splitting demonstrations. So they were really interested in that, and so we kind of we kind of um, delayed their <laughs> exit to visit the two other places in Quincy. Yeah. I don't know if they ever made Mount Wilson, but I think they made um, the Hancock Cemetery, but. They they spent almost three hours with us there,
0: you know. Well, it's nice to have, uh, you know, topics of interest that they Oh, they, uh, they, they were, they were really
1: interested, yeah. you know, in what we were doing and actually, and they did get a great kick out of actually, we let them actually put the feather and wedges yes. in the stone. We pre-drilled the stones we put, let them put the feather and wedges in and then they actually hammered and split the granite.
0: Now, normally this is for... Young kids, like, yeah. to do right? right. So the
1: adults really got a kick yeah, out of it. Sure, they yeah. did. <laughs> you know, some of them were really amazed. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, how they could actually split the ground. So that was one of the big uh, draws. That everybody had. had to try everybody their everybody hand had at it. Right? Yeah, yeah, we split quite a bit of granite that <laughs> day. You know. But I mean, it's great to bring groups in like that. Yeah. We love to have groups like that come in. You know sure. what I mean? And again, we, o- we we encourage get in touch with us. You can bring a group in at any time. Okay. Uh, just call us, and we'll make arrangements and and uh, put on demonstrations and mm-hmm. open the museum up. So we're always open any time, really.
0: Okay.
1: Uh. Normally, we're only open the first weekend of the month. Right. Yep. You know, from eleven to three, but we are open on any special uh, requests that we get. If anybody individually wants to visit the museum, just give us a call, and uh, we'll open the museum. One of our members will be up there and give you a little tour and maybe even let you split some granite. You there know? you go, all yeah. right, good to know. 472-1322 yeah.
0: uh, two, two is the phone number, That's right? That's the number, yep. Okay. yep. Excellent.
1: Yeah. What else? Uh, we did have another interesting group, the, um, there's an architectural school in Boston, Boston Architectural College. Um, they came in, um, the instructors were giving a course on building with stone, because mm-hmm. uh, many of the ba- Boston buildings uh, you know, in the early 1900s, were built of of stone. You know, uh, some of the famous architects, Gridley Bryant, Gridley F- Bryant, P- Gridley Fox Bryant, Jr., mm. Gridley Bryant's son was actually one of the major architects in Boston mm. that did a lot of building of granite, using granite in in building in Boston. So this architectural college, this course that they these two instructors, they were uh, specializing in building would, Mm-hmm. A stone, you know. And when they saw our website, they thought it would be interesting to bring their students out to us. And they did. So we, the first, the first group, we had about eight students come. We've got another group coming later on mm. from the same class. And we put on a presentation for them. We gave them a tour. Again, we went through the stone splitting. We went through the stone finishing. Uh, and they really enjoyed that, you know. Great. So it was great to have them. And they are actually going to, for us, they are actually part of their course, the instructors are going to have them do a um, a landscape architect, a landscape architect of of what we should do at the turning mill to make it more presentable uh, for people to come to view. Okay, all right. So we kind of gave them a rundown of the equipment we had, they saw the equipment we had, so they're going to not only go back and now they get the history of the granite industry and also building of stone, but they're actually um, architectural landscapers. Mm-hmm. You know that's part of their course. Mm-hmm. It's going to be landscape architecture. So each student is going to have uh, his own project, and he's going to come up with some ideas of what we should do, how we should locate this equipment to make it, you know, uh, enjoyable for people to walk around. So that'll be an interesting. You know, it'll be they'll probably be about twelve or fourteen different um, proposals yes. that, that they'll submit. Okay. And the instructor said they'll actually they'll actually give us copies so we can work with them. You know, as we go out to an architect to say, "Gee, this is what we'd like to do." Yes. Know? Yeah. So I mean, it it, it was kind of great that they have have them come. You yes,
0: know? absolutely. Yeah. Everybody wins from that visit, from that, right? yeah. 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 Because I, the turning mill wasn't. Wasn't designed for visitors, right? It was designed to work. To work, (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: (laughs) So again, we want to have. Eventually, we want to have a, um, you know, landscape architect come in there and and really lay out how we should display this equipment. Yes. And how it should be placed around the mill, or even around the mill grounds. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you can. It'll actually have like it'd be like a walking, industrial
0: quarry like park a, like a living like display a l- display yeah. Yeah. very nice yeah. excellent so lots to look forward to actually. yeah 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 so. um, i know october traditionally is archaeology month in massachusetts but uh again that may have fallen victim to the pandemic like everything else <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: in fact i phoned mass historical and uh they said they weren't doing it this year okay unfortunately yeah uh, we've done it now for the last maybe six or eight years yeah. you know we enjoy doing it because we open the museum up on another special weekend, you know, right. just for Archaeology Month. So, again, this week, this m- month, Archaeology Month is October. Mm-hmm. It's international, Archae- oh, international. international Archaeology Month okay. is October, you know. So we're going to be doing it in October. We're going to open. We'll be opening up the first weekend. That's the normal opening. Yep. And then we're going to open up the 15th. And that's Saturday, the fifteenth, for okay. Archaeology Day. You know? Oh, okay. So we'll be able to bring people in and show them actually, you know, uh, you know where the stuff was could have been uncovered. The studdings, the machines, mm-hmm, stuff mm-hmm. that eventually can be uncovered. You know, so it's all tied into archaeology. Archaeology Day. You okay. Know? So and again, you will get a tour of the museum, a tour yes. of the turning mill. Uh, and we're there to answer any questions.
0: Right, which is the best part, yeah, actually, I yeah. think, is, is intera- interacting yeah. with your visitors, I'm sure. Um, so even though the state's not recognizing it this year, the museum is. The museum is. Okay.
1: We're going to rep, we'll represent Archaeology Month as far as...
0: Excellent. I know I always like to ask you, um, you're always looking for more artifacts, right? If folks out there have anything... Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, from the, the granite industry?
1: We're always interested in getting artifacts, uh, whether it's pictures, whether it's just written, art, written right. information, or whether it's physical artifacts. Uh, always interested in getting them. And like I say, it's part of Quincy's history, you know? And sure. It'll be, it'll be here forever versus, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, people will be clearing out their cellar or their attic saying, ah, I don't want this. they just throw it away. Yep. You know, that's related to the granite industry. So hopefully, fortunately, they'll think, gee, you know, we've got a little museum here. They're, we have got people that are actually saving this stuff now, so that's let's, right.
0: let's get it to them. There's a know? place for it, yeah. There's a place for yeah, it, yeah. And you can teach the next generation like you're already yeah. doing. Yeah. Anything else we should let folks know about right now,
1: Uh I look at my, um, you yeah.
0: know, the museum is open. Yeah. Yeah, that's about it, Okay, think, Joe, yeah. <laughs> always good to see you. I appreciate it.
1: Joe, it's, like, it's always a pleasure to be here. You know, let people know what's happening, and, and as far as... The Quarry Museum here in Quincy.
0: Yes, and QuincyQuarryMuseum uh, dot org. QuincyQuarryMuseum dot org. Right? Yep.
1: I always say that website is a pow- That it's a powerful site for yes. us. You know what I mean.
0: And do you do uh, social media at all? Are you Facebook, Twitter, YouTube? Well,
1: or? I try to do Facebook yep. and I try to do Twitter, but I'm not that. Adapt that. Okay. I, I get it out there, but I don't know where it goes. Okay. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know where it goes, Joe. <laughs> all right. But I try to do something out there, you know. Fair enough. You know, the problem is, um, we've got all older people that are interested <laughs> in this, saving these, this memorabilia and this. Qu- we got to get some real young blood in that. Right. So we're always trying to interest in getting young people into it. You know, young people know the Twitter and the, all of these uh, Facebooks mm-hmm. and. Uh, that's what we need. We need some young blood because we're all getting older. Okay. Well, you
0: know? maybe with these student groups that have been yeah, finding you, yeah, um, yeah, there's a possibility yeah. there. Yeah. There's a big emphasis now on getting folks interested in the trades. Trades, you know, young yeah. people because uh, yeah. there's a tremendous need. Yeah, um, definitely. So
1: hopefully we can get some young blood in.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Good to see you. Al. thank Joe, you again. good
1: to see you too. Thank you again.
0: You are very welcome. Yeah. And thank you for watching us here at AEM Quincy. I'm Joe Catalano. Please join us again next time.